Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment invite you to experience the magic of the classic story as it comes to life like you've never seen before. In a place where the Christmas spirit is everywhere. Have the best Christmas ever! Well, almost everywhere. Counting down the Christmas clock. Oh, young people. Blast this Christmas music. It's joyful and triumphant. Jim Carrey is... The Grinch. I must stop this Christmas from coming. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we revisit the movies and TV shows of our past to see how they hold up today. Joining me, as always, is... Blaine Waters. And... J.M. McNabb. And I'm Robert Larone. And before we get into the movie today, it's a Christmas movie. Mm. It's a big, wild, crazy movie with a big, wild, and crazy star in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> is it Steve Martin or Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would see that Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a script for that in like some like Hollywood vault, <laughs> some dank sure. Hollywood vault. <laughs> Brian Grazier probably has it. Yeah. yeah. But before we get into the movie, we want to thank our sponsors, HelloFresh. And you can, of course, go to HelloFresh.ca to get 50% off your first box of great food. And we also want to thank our Patreons. Thank you. Uh, those are the people who give us a little bit of money every month. It's like a Christmas present. Yeah. Except, all year round. Yeah. In well, small increments. Yeah. Well, you don't have to give all at once because Christmas is a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are great and we want to thank you. Now on to the film. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. No, that's not the name. Okay. A lot of people say that, though. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a misnomer. It's, it's called Jim Carrey's The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. <laughs> Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman. And, no, it's Tony Clifton's <laughs> yeah, Tony. The Grinch Who Stole It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's, sorry. It's a manual of sorts. And actually, I think <laughs> this movie is, the full title is Dr. Seuss's how the Grinch Stole Christmas. Right. Yeah, because he wanted his name on it so bad. Bad medicine. <laughs> that greedy, dead bastard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, he died in like 1991. He was not around for no, this. No, he yeah. wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, that's to be fair. It's sort of like, it's sort of his world that is so recognizable that they're sort of bringing to the uh, the screen. And they've sort of done it a few times. But this was like the first live action one that I yeah. remember and unfortunately spawned more live action ones like <laughs> oh Cat in the Hat. Also starring Canadian talent. Canadian yeah. exiled talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, he did a movie. That, it wasn't based on one of his books, but he wrote a movie. It was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And it, right. it's still one of my favorite like kids movies. The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen no, it, but our friend Jordan, I think, wants us to do that one. Sometime. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, I love that movie. I would love to do it on the show. It's But it's a really crazy, surreal movie that kind of tries to emulate his style in movie form, but it's not as like garishly colored <laughs> as this movie. It doesn't look like this is a waking nightmare. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the faces of everyone, the, the colors, the sets, yeah. everything is like super real. And it makes me like nauseous a little bit. Right. And there's uh, one thing with Dr. Seuss, I think that like, 5,000 Fingers with Dr. T got right that like yeah. most of the other adaptations haven't is he generally tends to have like a lot of empty space 
in his books, right, whether right. that's like a solid color or just like the white page. But it's, the curve of the earth, like has yeah, a lot of that in it. Yeah, like it's not as as cluttered as as well. This movie is. This movie Good is point. fucking insane. <laughs> but but apparently, like he didn't like Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T, so that's why he refused to let people make right. make stuff out yeah. of his books. He almost J D. Salinger did. Yeah, until he died, and his <laughs> widow found out she liked money. <laughs> <laughs> It's my second favorite thing that is green. Yeah, it was like a reverse (laughs) Grinch epiphany. (laughs) Her wallet grew three sizes too big. She put a sled down and (laughs) took toys away from people. What? No, she didn't do that. But no, no. probably nice. We'll talk about her a little more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But when did you first see this movie, Blaine? Why don't you start? You know, I've only seen bits and pieces of this movie. I never saw it in the theaters. This wasn't like a, a kid's movie for me when it came out. I think I was too old. Yeah, well, this was the year 2000. The year 2000. Yeah. Yeah. New um, millennium. <laughs> and this is what we got. It's the millennium. Um, Can you believe it's been 17 years since this piece of shit came out? <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll tell you what we think about the movie at the end of this podcast, <laughs> which is what we normally do. Stay tuned. <laughs> but yeah, I I never fully saw it. I was a Jim Carrey fan at this point. I liked everything he did really? in the 90s, and I thought he was a pretty cool actor. He had just done The Truman Show in 99, right? 98? Somewhere yeah, in there. Something like that. Something like and, that. Uh, and That's a great movie. I, yeah, and it made me respect him so much as an actor, and he like really held that movie together, and I loved it. And then he did this movie, and I was like, I'm never going to see that. But it, it didn't really take away anything from my love of Jim Carrey at the time. But watching it now, oh boy, it's, yeah, it'll be fun to, to get into. What about you, J.M.? Well, I also liked Jim Carrey. Uh, like you, because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't that long before this that you know he's making the Cable Guy and oh, yeah. movie, which we've talked about really enjoying. Yeah, and they're uh, better upon a rewatch. The Mask. Yeah, and the Truman Show, and yeah. even you know we'll talk about this more later because obviously we're kind of doing this because of the the Netflix documentary that came out. Andy and Jim, yeah. Jim and Andy. Yeah. So this was, I guess, the first movie he made after Man on the Moon. On the Moon. Yeah. Right. Which you know. <laughs> I don't know if I enjoy as much now seeing some of the backstage stuff, but like I remember thinking he was really good at, in it at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited for this movie. Also, I love the you know Chuck Jones cartoon. Yeah, um, I love the yeah. book. I love a lot of Doctor Seuss books. So I was pretty excited. For and Nathan Ham, bitch. And that cartoon is pretty old. It's, it's 1966 or something. Yeah, like that. I think it's, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty old. It's a pretty old cartoon. Yeah, I mean, uh, it has the guy who played Frankenstein as the voice. That's right, yeah, Boris it's a great Carlisle. voice. And do you know who did the singing in that? It was, was it Thurl Ravenscroft. That's right. Yeah, yeah. who's Thurl Ravenscroft? Thurl Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft. No, it's Tony the right? Tiger. Does he yeah, have like a house in Hogwarts? Like what is <laughs> Jesus? What no, is that name? He was the voice of Tony the Tiger. Oh, okay, I see. Anyways, well, we're not great. talking about that movie. So, anyways, yeah. I was super excited for this, and I remember like. I just never got to see it in the theater, even though I wanted to. Right. And you I, wanted to see this I movie. really wanted to see oh, it in wow, the theater okay. because I thought, this is going to be awesome. We got Jim Carrey. Yeah. We've got this classic, beloved story. Did you, uh, did you read a lot of Dr. Seuss when you were a kid? I think I did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of them. I, I, remember, I remember The Grinch being a favorite. Yeah. For sure. I remember graduating from high school and everyone getting that, oh, the places you'll go book. Uh, like, I remember seeing so like 50 copies around. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I didn't get that book. Wasn't that, <laughs> is that I'm going to go work at Subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that was one that was published after he died, wasn't it? It might have been, yeah. I think that was one where he's like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> right. But then it became like, <laughs> this is too encouraging. <laughs> Make more nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really loved The Lorax, which also became a terrible movie. Anyways, yeah. isn't that about Wilford Brimley? <laughs> but I was super excited for this movie. I remember it got down to like Christmas Eve, the winter it was out. And I was almost going to like go out to like, you know, the eight o'clock screening or something just so I could see this movie before Christmas. <clears throat> and I didn't do it. And I remember being really disappointed. Oh. And then the next Christmas I rented it. I was just kind of like, Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't ruin I, I that Christmas. It. Oh yeah. I hated it so much. And then, a couple, well, many years later, I was uh, in New York and I was taking the bus home. It was like the red eye bus. And this was in like August. And they were like, we have like one VHS movie on this bus to show you on this like, you know, 10 hour drive. And that one movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> Pull over. I'll walk. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because, like, I guess someone at the bus company was like, how can we make this experience even shittier for the people? And one guy was like, let's show a terrible movie. And another guy said, let's show a Christmas movie. And then the CEO was like, wait, wait, wait. Synthesis. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's put those two ideas, like chocolate and peanut butter of awfulness. Synergy. Yeah. So that was, so I kind of saw it again on that bus ride. Oh, God. Uh, So I hate this movie. I hate it. I hate it. This movie is wow. a bumpy bus ride. Wow. That's what but this movie is. I watched it again with an open mind. Oh, great. And an open heart? Yeah. I thought maybe I'd have an epiphany. Yeah. And do you believe? We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, what about you, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I skipped this one. I didn't see it. I, too, loved the Chuck Jones one. And I just, I love the song so much. The song is so great. And it's so, There's two songs. Well, I mean. Not the, the one that Mr. Grinch sings. The, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. At the end, they go. Yeah, that one I'm a little bit uh, less crazy about. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the sort of Christmas movies that I can sort of like stand to watch because there's no like weird preachy religious part of it. Right. <laughs> That's right. Like, I enjoy the story of Christmas as long as it's about like weird blob <laughs> creatures <laughs> living on a fucking snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what, what conservatives mean when they call people snowflake? Like You're Yoth- inhabited by some weird town full of... <laughs> full of feeling, singing people. Yeah. God damn you. Abu Dhabi. It's just a sound that leaks out when you, a liberal opens their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid liberals, <laughs> war on Christmas. <laughs> this movie is probably a part of that. This is, you know, Hollywood Ron Howard. Definitely is a, blow against... a war on Christmas, <laughs> this movie. Uh, I feel assaulted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so I didn't yeah, see what, it. What, You never saw it? No, I didn't see it. I, didn't, I think I saw bits of it, but, you know, it, it looked bad. I, at this point, was sort of done with Jim Carrey, I think. And did you ever read the Dr. Seuss books when you were, when you were younger? Of course. I read all of them. Oh, I mean, probably not all of them, but, like, they were great. I loved his like style, and yeah. he's fantastic. So and the communist underpinnings of his writings. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just want to throw off the shackles of consumerism <laughs> the man. and rise up and you know create a uh, worker-based economy or something. <laughs> I don't know anything about communism. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all you need to know. Yeah, Che Guevara, right? Yeah, it just works. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see it, and I don't know. It's not one of those Christmas movies that I ever sort of wanted to see, and I don't like. I don't like love Christmas. You might say I'm a bit of a Scrooge. <laughs> that's not uh, the word on my mouth. Ma- uh, I thought you were going to say jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, uh, arguably yes. But anyway, so I you know I, I didn't really want to see it, but I thought for the purposes of, of the podcast, and you know because I'm sort of interested in Jim Carrey as a persona, maybe mm. as a character, I, I thought I'd give it a give it a whirl as an artist. Yeah, he's, he's a, a painter one, now. Yeah, isn't there a documentary about that as well? They're just yeah, like I mean, rolling them out. He's yeah, probably yeah. going to do like a painting of like the Grinch farting on Donald Trump or something. <laughs> Did you guys see his? He has this like convocation speech at this uh, this college. Did he do it through his butt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're graduating. <laughs> uh, no, he uh, he did this whole speech. It was like very like centered and stuff. And he's like, I also paint. And it was like, you should like check within to see without and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this guy is really, hmm. is really together. And also there. don't get your kids vaccinated. Um, then, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, my wife forced me to say that. So, uh, no, he's not with her anymore. Yeah. yeah um, She's with Donnie Wahlberg now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You don't read us weekly. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. But anyway, so was, I was like, this guy is really together. It's really nice. And he's like, and for the class of 2004 or whatever, I, I prepared a, uh, a painting for you. And first I painted this whole thing. It's one story tall and it took me six months to do. And then I realized, no, I, I had to go back and redo it. And he takes off the cloth and it's like a nightmare scene <laughs> of like people eating each other and blood <laughs> everywhere. And it's just like crazy. And I then, call it the real world. <laughs> Exactly. And then he's like, I had to redo it because I realized it needed to be seen in black light. Hit it. And then this black light comes on and it's even more terrifying. <laughs> and I was just like, what is this convocation speech? I thought it was going to be like Ed Helms or like someone that like is like a comic guy that like did a really nice speech like Conan O'Brien. But like, no, Jim Carrey just like terrifies everyone in the audience. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have like hired a comedian who 
has seemingly had his soul like collapse into a black hole <laughs> of, in recent years. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like an honorary degree would perk him up. <laughs> Maybe he's like he was like researching Yes Man at the time, and he's like, I gotta say, I gotta agree to this. Yeah, well, it was also for like a college I'd never. It wasn't for like a prestigious university or, or college that I'd ever heard of. It was like for like the. I don't know. It was it was it was a weird college for Buddhist to, to train people. pet detectives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was very interesting. Anyway, but let's get into the movie. You want to do the rundown, Rob? I sure do. It starts <laughs> on a snowflake. Oh God! With some wonderful rhyming narration from Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> Are the who still screaming, Cindy Lou? <laughs> Well, also, I feel like at the time I was probably, I probably thought the presence of Anthony Hopkins was like a classy note. Yeah. Now I'm just like, uh, my brain just interprets the sound of his voice as like boring exposition about robots at this point. (laughs) Like, I just don't even, don't even want to hear Anthony Hopkins anymore. From like Westworld? You don't want to? Yeah. 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 But I was designing that. I don't care. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> Maybe the Who's are robots. That I, would make a lot of sense. The whole microscopic village on a snowflake made more sense than Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Whoville. It's like a wonderful sort of Christmassy sort of town. Um, I don't. Is it Christmas all year round there? Like in Christmas like, town? Right. Like Tim Burton's. Or is it just like I couldn't figure that out? Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it is because everyone's trying to get to a deadline. The other, right? Like, yeah. it's not just permanently Christmas. But the other eight so months Christmas. are devoted to the band The Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, because they're so into Christmas, you have to and wonder what they're doing the rest of the And they're putting up Christmas lights. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's not yeah. Christmas every day, but... Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it seems to be like this is the start of a new cycle of Christmas anyway. And, uh. And then the summer comes and they all, the snowflake melts and they all die. So really, this Christmas is all they have. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they're like mayflies. They like have two days of the year where they're alive. Actually, you don't even have to wait for it to get warmer. That snowflake's just gonna like fall on someone's windshield. <laughs> it's a good thing the Grinch had his happy ending before it just, you know, landed on some Someone's kid's tongue. tongue yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just see like a big pink thing coming towards. <laughs> oh my God. I think we're going to be all right, Cindy Lou. <laughs> Try to avoid it. We need a gust. <laughs> but so outside of Whoville, you know, on this like mountain lives the Grinch. And there are like these kids who are like sort of like going up the mountain to sort of like, because that's what kids do. And uh, drugs. Yeah. Drugs and sex. <laughs> yeah. But it is the start of like a horror movie. Let's go up yeah. the Grinch mountain to fuck. <laughs> yeah, like basically they're like, and then, and the guy's like, the Grinch is around here. And, and his girlfriend's like, just do it for me, Jimmy. And it's like, this is weird. This is totally like yeah. a yeah. horror movie. It feels like, yeah. Like they might as well be skinny dipping in a summer camp at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. But they seem to like have an impression of the Grinch like already. And like, they use Grinch as like an ethnic slur, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the Grinch up there. He's just a big Grinch. <laughs> yeah, it's Is that his bad. name or? <laughs> yeah, because he grew up. We find out later he grew up in this town and had like a family. We'll get to that. But like, he must have had a name instead of just being called the <laughs> like, that seems pretty derogatory. No, that's just, his first name is The. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a who, so... Yeah. yeah. But so he scares, like... Or his dog, Max, scares these kids back down into Whoville. And nobody in Whoville really wants to talk about the Grinch. They're all scared and fear the Grinch. Meanwhile... <laughs> fear the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> or hate him. And uh, meanwhile, there's a little Whovillian, Cindy mm-hmm. Lou who isn't quite... In the Christmas spirit, the way that everybody else is. Everybody's fucking crazy about Christmas. Like, her dad is apeshit about Christmas. Everybody. Oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a postmaster, too. Her mom is, like, trying to put up, like, the best Christmas light display. Mm-hmm. So Molly that, Shannon? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that she can, you know, be better than the neighbor. Yeah. But, yeah, th- that's the weird thing about, like, the first kind of hint that this movie is going to vastly overcomplicate the story is the fact that the Who's, instead of just being regular kind of nice people are fucking awful. Like they're taking all the wrong lessons from Christmas. They're focusing on the commercial aspects and the superficial decorative aspects. They don't Mm -hmm. really get 
we don't even hear anything about, do they have a Jesus? How does I don't that think work? So. <laughs> <laughs> what are they celebrating exactly? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm stumped. <laughs> it's weird. But like, but you know what I mean? Like they're, pre- I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's dark. Yeah. The kind of, the arc is almost more that of the who civilization than of the Grinches. For sure. Ultimately, Cause they're so flawed in the beginning of the movie. Well, maybe they have an epiphany as well. Yeah. But the only who who does not seem to be enjoying Christmas isn't getting into the spirit really as much as anybody is Cindy Lou. And she just seems like she doesn't get it. And like we see at one point, she has like a letter to Santa on her desk and it says like, I don't know what to ask for for Christmas. It's yeah, really, it's, really sad. It's when she's singing her song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this it's is rock and roller song. Taylor Momsen. I think she's a rock. Yeah, that's right. She grew up and she was on Gossip Girl. Yeah. She was older. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. uh, Rock and roll. I've never seen. Is is Gossip Girl? (laughs) No. XOXO. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Why have you gone away? Uh, but you know what? Don't even worry about it, kid, because you know what? Santa's not coming because Santa can't shrink down to the size of a germ. Yes, he can. He can do anything. He's Santa Claus. All right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so Santa gives germs and like microscopic organisms presents? Probably. Oh, okay. They probably he have their own Santa. Like, yeah. like then where the fuck was my Xbox last year? <laughs> <laughs> if you can visit every naughty. I sent so many letters. <laughs> Did you guys do that? Send letters to Santa? In Canada, we have a thing oh, where you yeah. can send letters to the North Pole, and you have to put it to, like, the postal code is ho, ho, ho. Yeah, it's H0, H0, H0. Yeah. No, I don't think I ever did. I mean, I definitely, like, visited him at the mall and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, wrote a letter to Santa to try to, like, prove that he wasn't real. I had, like, a questionnaire. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, you're not fucking you're real. so precocious. So I left some cookies out with a, with a questionnaire, and it was like, what's Rudolph's girlfriend's name? And, like... <laughs> Like, it was like all this stuff that I would have never have known. Uh, hey, yo, Santa, who's Rudolph hooking up with these days? <laughs> exactly. Buddy, mind your own business, kid. <laughs> Leave I'm, Rudolph's private life alone. I'm like the Us Weekly of kids. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even... Um, but yeah, uh, and then it was all filled out. And I was like, he's got his shit together. All right. He's real. But I... Uh, what? Oh, he filled it out and sent it back? Yeah. Like, my mom helped me make the questionnaire. And then, obviously, oh, she knew she all the answers. She gave it to Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh, think... great. I think more kids should write letters to Santa just in case, you know, some poor old guy's being tried for <laughs> being insane and they know they need it as evidence or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to it's enter like this into evidence. Because <laughs> <laughs> it flooded my inbox. <laughs> R.I.P. inbox. If they remade Miracle on 34th Street now with email... Santa would have just gone off to the asylum at the end of that movie. <laughs> well, no, no, we they, can't do that movie because we just used all our jokes about it. Yeah. No, Agit Pai would just come in with a whole bunch of other emails that says Santa doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the Grinch, he's like kind of pissed off at the people who have been, you know, coming up and, you know, vandalizing his home and all of that shit. So he goes back and gets a little bit of revenge by uh, going into town and committing some, like, mild fuckery, like some mail fraud and stuff like that. You know, he just wants to, like, you know, screw with them a bit. <laughs> he does, like, some prank calls. Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. It's also weird because one of the things I like about the original is the idea that, you know, he never goes down to the town. Yeah. He's so isolated. And then it... It's a big deal when he decides to go down and steal all of their presents. Yeah. So, but in this movie, like, it's, you know, it the seems first he goes 10 there minutes, to pick up his mail. Yeah he, yeah. he just goes down to, like, Jamie Kennedy experiments <laughs> their homes. It's he, just. He also, like, wears a bunny mask, like, from oh, that movie, yeah, that You're Next. Creepy. It's like, it's like a, a horror movie. It's supposed to be like a Who mask, but yeah, it looks like yeah, something from. Yeah. Or like one of the strangers or something. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he has a machete tucked behind him with that mask on. <laughs> like, it's creepy. Well, we should mention that the Who's look like some sort of creature from the island of Dr. Moreau. 
Yeah, they look like, like they went to the wrong plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> and they look like Mickey Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little mean. Well, don't get punched in the face, maybe. <laughs> but while he's there, he sort of encounters Cindy Lou Who, and she sort of sees him, and he, like, first he endangers her by throwing her into, like, a present sorting machine, and then eventually, reluctantly, hesitantly, uh, saves her. Yeah, the dog, the dog is his conscience. You know, the dog's like, and he's like, what is it, boy? And he's like, and it's like, oh, the girl's in there. And he's like, ah, I guess I'll get her. You do a good dog. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Good dog. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they have like a little moment. Uh, Yeah. They like sort of see that they're like, you know, kindred spirits. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you saved me. You can't be all bad. And he's like, I also tried to kill you. Yeah. So I am. He would have killed her if not for the dog. Yeah. So she she should be thanking the dog. Yeah. Lassie, too. Or maybe just not going to, like, his squalid apartment later <laughs> by herself. It's not really an apartment. Well, it's a cave, if anything. It's kind of a bachelor pad cave. It's a right. man cave. Yeah, a Grinch cave. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, so then she, like, wants to know more about this fucking Grinch guy. Yeah. I feel like we're saying the word fuck more in this episode. Oh, yeah. Usual. Because it's, it's, it's a fucking annoying movie to watch. It does That's make why. me really angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try to tone it down for the little Whovillians. <laughs> but this is when it turns into like a doc, like a yeah, documentary. A, she like Woodward and Bernstein's <laughs> so The Grinch. Yeah, yeah no, th- this part of the movie is almost like Citizen Kane, which <laughs> is maybe the first time Citizen Kane will ever be compared to The Grinch. <laughs> well, Rosebud. It was a sled. Yeah. There are sleds in this movie. Exactly. Oh. No, but yeah, she wants to learn all about the Grinch's backstory. Yeah. And so she like... The, the backstory we all were so sorely <laughs> craving in the oh. original. <laughs> <laughs> that no one ever asked for. Yeah. God, yeah. And it's like fucked up because like, first of all, we learn that the Whovillians sort of come on like these umbrella baskets, which yeah. is weird. And like, apparently like the Grinch hates Christmas because he sort of got... Instead of, like, landing into his, like, family's loving arms, he, like, got caught in a tree and had to look at a Christmas party all fucking night. <laughs> we got to get a swear jar in here. <laughs> no, but what's really weird about that is, like, the, yeah, they come in sort of floating on floating baskets down to the ground. Mm-hmm. So you think they're trying to make it seem, you know, it's like a PG version of, of reproduction for the kids out there. But then the Grinch literally lands outside of a house where there's an orgy. <laughs> yeah, there's That's a, literally a what party. happens. Yeah, it's a key party. Yeah. Like that went over my head when I even saw the like uh, commercials or when I saw it in bits and pieces. So like, is I the like, why would the key party be in this movie? Yeah, there's a key, which I guess it's, you know, it's for the adults. Yeah. But even like if the kids don't get it, if I was an adult in the theater, I'd be like, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Why is yeah. that here? <laughs> yeah. There's also a line. I didn't need to think about the who's like swinging. <laughs> There's also a line. The only line in the movie that I actually laughed at was one guy gets his like kid and then he's like, honey. It looks like your boss. Yeah. There's two jokes about the who's like fucking other who's they're not married to in the span of like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, but who's like to fuck? I got to go back. <laughs> How much we're going to we're going to have to tally this up at the end of the, the show. But, the blue <laughs> I guess like a made up doctor. The blue who bucks. Yeah. Uh, but back to this, uh, this key party. party. Is the idea, because all the babies are coming down and the, the Grinch lands there, is the idea that people are inside that house having sex? Right. And because and one of them they got immediately pregnant? Have, have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what's happening? Oh, maybe. Well, then the other weird thing. And there's something so deviant about it. it that they got a fuzzy green baby? Well, I think that's, <laughs> that's not the way that I sort of thought about it. But, like, we see, like, all the who's, all the little who's are in families, right? And, like, the Grinch is raised by two women so it's not a heteronormative family and that somehow makes him monstrous that's that's a pretty crazy reading and horrible if that's the the truth of the matter yeah that's right (laughs) dude so are you trying to say that it's like that they're implying that whatever god is in this universe is like some homophobic Old Testament God Ron's that is just, like punishing these Ron's just women. saying that if you happen to be raising a kid, you need a man and a woman oh my in order to have... Or else they'll flee to a mountain. <laughs> and they'll hate Christmas. And they'll hate Christmas. 
Oh God! Wow, that I, that hadn't occurred to me, and it's kind of blowing my mind. That's yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awful. That's yeah. very it's troubling. Kind of it's yeah. kind of fucked. Yeah. I thought the sex party would be the craziest <laughs> part of this this moment. Yeah. Well, and then like the other thing is, I mean, yeah, like is like the Grinch like a different race than the Who people? And we we see his like backstory as like she tracks down. The, the Grinch's moms and they like tell him all about like the Grinch growing up and all the kids are fucking so shitty to him yeah, and they the like make fun assholes. of him for like you know having like you know lots of hair and for like being a different color <laughs> I know they're all racist they're definitely bigoted now that you put, brought that up I swear yeah. to her, I swear to her. <laughs> it's, yeah it's pretty brutal and he likes one girl this one girl likes him Oh, yeah, that's right. He has a crush on a young Christine Baranski. For some reason, when he came home that day, he really got into the Christmas spirit for the first time. Baby, picture you Perfect. and me. Perfect. Hanging around a Christmas tree. Whoopsie. Call it like an angel of a bar. Ah. Christmas love and love. What a lovely family ever. Oh, oh, oh. I want you all to look your best tomorrow. You don't have a chance with her. You're eight years old and you have a beard. That was the other thing I thought that the classic Dr. Seuss novel was missing was a love triangle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, between... Yeah. Between Grinch and Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. And the the I thought the young Grinch directed kind of like to be pretty creepy like in the mask and everything is pretty creepy. Yeah. But like played by a pretty good actor, I thought, to like mm-hmm. bring all that out of him. And was a young actor who suffered from a disease that like made him smaller. Yeah, that's right. And he yeah. died shortly after this. He died two years after the oh, making of this film. That's yeah. really sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Well he's good. Uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, it must be hard to like act under all that makeup. Yeah, and yeah, especially when you're not like you know Jim Carrey. Yeah, you know I don't face. even really mind what Jim Carrey's doing here, and he kind of I I do. I think it's not suited for this, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think he's doing something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna get back to Jim Carrey's performance right after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about The Grinch. Sorry, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, J.M. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole <laughs> oh <my> Christmas. <laughs> A Ron Howard, Brian Grazier production. Is it Grazier or Grazer? I don't know. I don't know. Frazier? Frazier? Guys, you Frazier don't have to know producers' production. names. They're not important. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about Jim Carrey. And yeah. I, yeah, I think it's not a good fit for like a Dr. Seuss fable, but I do think he's doing something kind of interesting. He's doing like a W.C. Fields, Richard Nixon kind of voice. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's doing a, a Tony Clifton thing here. Oh, like, maybe. It's, it's a lot because he was in that fast co- fat costume for Tony Clifton right. in, in Man on the Moon. Yeah, we and didn't mention bo- Grinch has Major Dad Bod. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely been just drinking beers on his park Wait, lounger for the Major last Dad Bod? You mean like he looks like Gerald McRaney? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Major Dad. Major Dad Bod. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, tweet that out. Hashtag Major Dad Bye. <laughs> Brought to you, Dad. Bye. So you, you don't like him at all? I no, because I've seen the behind the I've seen that doc, the yeah. Jim and Andy stuff, and no. and it, it's it's horrifying to watch. And just but did you watch that before you watched The Grinch? Yeah. And so oh, well, you're you're primed. Uh, yeah, I was primed to hate it. And his his whole all his voice, his like nah, 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 like he's like just bump bouncing around and like I just really didn't like the character. There's some behind the scenes that I watched where Brian Grazer was like 
Grazer was like, well, we need to get someone so likable for this role because the Grinch is so unlikable right. that we needed to have an innocence to him. And I was like, this guy is shitty. Like the Grinch is just yeah. shitty. There's no innocence to him. I found, and I didn't, I didn't feel like he was likable at all. It does feel movie. like they set out to remake a Christmas classic, got to like page two and then said, what if the Grinch was on cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> like we are? Yes. <laughs> we, we just wrote a script in 35 minutes. <laughs> Print it. I think that's pretty We impressive. just wrote it on the fucking Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> swear jar, motherfucker. <laughs> swear jar. Should we give the swear jar proceeds to a charity of... Yeah. Ah, fuck that. The Brian Grazer, Ron Howard charity for not making movies like this ever What's again. What's the opposite of Jim Carrey? Vaccines? Can we give, <laughs> give some money to vaccines? <laughs> just get vaccines? Uh, yeah. I actually I got a flu shot yesterday. Oh. oh. There you go. Get some of that herd immunity going in here. Yeah. So let's let's finish the rundown because, yeah, yeah we have this crazy backstory. And well, then, I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the kind of third act is like the story we know and love. Right. right? Well, I guess like the pivotal thing is that Cindy Lou nominates the Grinch for Christmas Cheermaster, which is oh, sort right, of like yeah. this honorary position at the Christmas Hoobalee mm-hmm. and <laughs> Hullabalooza. <laughs> which, again, seems like a nightmare. Yeah. Like, because he's just being like force fed. 50 cakes yeah. and dragged through this psychedelic nauseating wonderland. Like at the end of it, I was like, I think I hate Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> this movie true. made me hate Christmas. I thought they were going to pour pig's blood on him at the end. Like I just felt so bad. <laughs> well, they do something almost they as basically cruel. do that. Yeah. They like give him a shaver, which is like, you know, going back to like the story when he was younger and he like shaved his sideburns. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he only had like little, little, cuts that's all yeah, he had so bad oh. i thought he was looking pretty sharp i yeah. would be pretty impressed if he like had to shave like i feel like the first kids that had to shave were like oh those kids are pretty cool yeah that's right, right. <laughs> why, do, why hey, do you, do you have to hair down out? there grinch <laughs> <laughs> i have hair everywhere <laughs> hey is it green they cut the thorough ravenscroft song about <laughs> the grinch discovering his pubic hair uh, you're a mean one <laughs> Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out in a high voice and then goes down to a low voice. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, you're right. That part is kind of like Carrie because they make it seem like he's the hero. Yeah. Jeffrey Tambor gives him the razor. Yeah. He freaks out and, and then, like burns everything down. And he's basically. like, "I'll get you, who's." Yeah, that is exactly like Carrie. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, and then again, and then he uses pyrokinetic powers <laughs> and burns those fuckers alive. Well, he Swear does. Down. He does make a huge explosion out of a tiny. Well, yeah, car. he does like burn down like the Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah so there is some pyrotechnics. Yeah. And then all of this is basically just to provide some unnecessary motivation for. The story we wanted yeah. in the first place. The evil yeah. character to do the evil thing. Get yeah. to the part where he steals Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I feel, also, we're recording this like the week after that New York Times article about like the small town Nazi. <laughs> so I was a little sensitive to like, why are we making the Grinch a victim? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, he's a Grinch. He's a jerk. And he's redeemed ultimately. But why can't we just have him being, yeah, this malevolent character? For do we need this backstory where he's been victimized? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a can of worms. But <laughs> <laughs> let's abandon the Grinch for a minute and talk about that Nazi article. <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it up on the site. It'll be a great story for everyone to talk about on this comedy podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I think I mean the Grinch doesn't hate any Jews, <laughs> no. as far as we know. Oh well, he doesn't oh, try to screw, screw Hanukkah or whatever. There was there, a scene uh, that was cut. There was a oh, scene. Shit. Yeah. Did you read about this? Yeah, that, I did. Uh, oh no! Well, it's not as bad as you think. But Dr. Seuss's <laughs> widow, Audrey Geisel, did object to some of the things from the script. One of them was a scene where the Grinch is stealing Christmas and finds a house with no decorations. And there's a menorah in the window. And apparently, they were going to be called the Hoosteens. Yeah, because they're yeah. so <laughs> different from the Who's, they need to be named something else. That's what yeah. I, that's horrible. They're, they're literally, yeah, they're literally named something else, and they're just one fraction of the city that yeah. doesn't get to be invited to any of the 
I know. They just don't have friends this time <laughs> of year. They're probably going to team up with the Grinch and steal Christmas. <laughs> Fuck these who's. Just order Chinese food and watch a movie. That's what they're going to Wow, do. don't watch the Grinch. And actually, just while we're talking about it, her other objections were the Grinch was going to have a, a stuffed, severed head of the cat in the hat. In his oh. cave lair, uh, which is pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Take this, Mike Meyer. There were scenes where the Grinch I'm was Canada's greatest comedian. Scenes with the Grinch as a juvenile delinquent. Yeah, and uh, just too many bathroom jokes. So, there were still a lot of bathroom there were jokes. Still some bathroom. So jokes. the the mayor of the town, Jeffrey Tambor, likes the Grinch's once girlfriend. Yeah, yeah and the person he had a crush on. Yeah, and he's like, Bransky. and he's like proposed to her, and she's taking the ring or whatever, and uh, and so he's like dreaming that like he'll kiss her, and the Grinch takes his dog, is gonna make the dog kiss him in his dreams, turns the dog around, pulls up the tail, and makes him basically eat out this dog. <laughs> And that's like, <laughs> thank that's you for the, saying that so I didn't have to blame. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. But that's I just like to pause for a second and say, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> we can put Brought that on a, by canine analingus. <laughs> we should set the follow up to the Jim Belushi movie. <laughs> we should definitely make a Christmas card for people to spread around. <laughs> just a, a screenshot from that. Happy <laughs> happy holidays from rewatchability. Yeah. That's got to be a gif. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That, that, that's during the part where he's actually stealing the Christmas as he... I mean, that part wasn't in the cartoon. I don't recall. Well, oh, the dog? Yeah. No. No, no, no. No, no, but the stealing part was the only thing in the cartoon. But even that... Oh, God. That was the part where he stole our innocence. <laughs> <laughs> the stealing Christmas I feel bad for the dog. Yeah. Tries to replicate, you know, the original, but because they had this whole... You know, preceding probably over an hour because this is almost a two-hour movie. Oh my uh, with all of this other stuff, they even had to ruin parts that were iconic in the original. Like one of right. the best scenes in the cartoon is when he meets Cindy Lou Who and has to pretend to be Santa. But in this, because he's had so many interactions with her throughout the movie, yeah. he has to spend that scene hiding behind a Christmas tree. Yeah. So we don't even get. One of the best scenes from the original because they have all this other stuff that no one yeah. cares about, presumably. Yeah, that's true. It's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> if we said it once. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. So uh, then it gets to the end with the same... Uh, not yeah, even the same not ending. Not even the same thing. Because uh, they sort of like... In the original, uh, one of the major changes is that like... He like steals all the Christmas. He's got it all up on his big ass sleigh on the mountain and all the Whovillians wake up and in the original there's no Christmas and he's like up there waiting to hear them like, you know, weeping and crying and everything. But instead he hears them singing because Christmas wasn't about the material goods or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, in this, <laughs> initially they're kind of like, where the hell's our Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, they're all jerks. They're Jeffrey all pretty... Jeffrey Tamer's like, let's fucking stole our Christmas. I'm going to string up that Grinch from a tree. Yeah, then, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Or something. One, one guy's like, one guy's like, well, Christmas isn't about presents. And then all the other who's are like, of course it is. Like, yeah. It's such a far cry from them all joining hands and singing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then it's only like Sidney Lou who says it's not about Christmas or it's they, not about the presents. And they then, begrudgingly accept that Christmas yeah, exactly. isn't about materialism. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, kind of is what we do every year. <laughs> oh, man. And, and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of The Grinch. Well, and then. But this, the whole thing in the story, the original story, is like he'd misjudged Christmas. Yeah. Well, he still sort of has that revelation. But, but he uh, didn't really. Because, it's sort of later, yeah. you know. And then he has to save Cindy Lou Who's life and, like, another thing that, you know, Oh, my God. Doesn't really matter. But then yeah. also, like, he brings back the presents. And in the original, they would just cut to, like, the dinner and he's part of the town. And so it's nice. Oh, yeah. And he's, in like, this, the roast beast. They have two especially weird caveats to that. One, a police officer being like, hey, you broke into a bunch of people's homes last night. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, I didn't even... Think about that when I was watching the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be legal repercussions. <laughs> yeah, but then he lets him go. And then secondly, Christine Baranski, like, comes out and is like, I want to be with the Grinch and gives Jeffrey Tambor back his ring. So we can't even, like, again, they whoever was writing this was like, we can't have the Grinch not get laid at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that she likes him at all That's is like, on. And then he does, like, far. a celebratory, like, end zone dance. Oh, yeah. 
that he's like won the woman. Uh, oh yeah, and then he like doesn't he like rub it in Jeffrey Tambor's face in some weird way? Yeah, like he didn't uh, learn fucking shit. Uh, the real Christmas spirit would have been like forgiving him and uh, everyone and, being happy and joining hands and singing that goddamn song. <laughs> I want my song. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I think Cindy Lou Who should just leave. Yeah, she's the only one that gets Christmas. I'm moving to New York. Just take yeah. Max and go. And start you a know? band. So yeah. he's not assaulted anymore. Sorry, gossip, Colin. Jesus. Anyway, do you have some trivia for us, uh, Jen, Perhaps. Yeah. So you're just asking for it like that. <laughs> I, d- I haven't prepared a quiz like I have previous weeks. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. But I do have some trivia. I don't know if you guys read this, but. Because the makeup was so extensive. Oh, yeah. Like, supposedly, the first time they put the Grinch makeup on, it took, like, eight and a half hours. And the subsequent ones were, like, two and a half hours to put on and an hour to take off. And Jeez. Jim Carrey shot for, like, 100 days or something. 90 days. Yeah. yeah. So, the, he was getting really fed up with it. And Brian Gra- Grazer? Grazer? Yep. Uh, Brian Frazier remembered that he had met uh, a guy at a party that was, like... A guy who helped CIA agents yeah. resist uh, torture. Wow. I, I guess so they wouldn't give up secrets. And <laughs> they hired this guy to help Jim Carrey pretend to be a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> that guy should give like a little five minute video before all screenings of this movie. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, in the behind the scenes I saw, it was Brian Grazer Grazer saying that he did this. He's like, yeah, we brought in someone from the CIA and, uh, and he taught Jim how to like withstand torture. And the, and the guy that's interviewing him goes, really? <laughs> like, he's just like, fuck, really? Like, do you, do you have to do this? Um, so yeah, the sacrifices that you make for your art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it just, it, it was just kind of like, Oh, you're kind of like tooting your own horn here and be like, I have connections, guys. I'm a producer. <laughs> I'm Brian Grazier and I have friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is Jim Carrey said uh, the CIA guy helped him and also the Bee Gees helped him. He oh, listened wow. to a lot of Bee Gees. Staying alive. Now he could just throw on a podcast. He could be listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> he, wouldn't listen to this. he thought that putting on the makeup was like that Miner's Disaster song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we talked about, uh, you know, obviously this Jim Carrey doc about the making of Man in the Moon just came out. And it's all about what a jerk he was, apparently, because he insisted. He said that he was Andy Kaufman. While oh, making man. This oh, it's yeah. so brutal. Did you guys watch this? Yeah. yeah. I, tr- I watched the start of it and it was it was rough. I have half an hour to go. I watch about 10 minutes a day because that's as much as I can take. <laughs> it's uh, he. It's like an adult swim show for you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, there's parts of it where his like Andy Kaufman's sister comes to set and he's like, haven't seen you in a long time. I've missed you. Oh, oh, yeah, like, creepy. fuck you. Like, that's got to be so hard. For like that sister to hear, she did well with it and was like, "Okay, Andy." <laughs> but I would have felt so guilty if I was Jim Carrey to do that. Like, yeah, I haven't finished it yet. I only watched the beginning because it made me anxious. But I heard yeah. it's also like for the parts with like the cancer scenes, he's like yeah. pretending he has cancer and stuff. Oh, I haven't gotten that far. Oh, no. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So he made that movie right before this movie. So as we mentioned, Doctor Seuss's widow was very protective of the rights, and people had to sort of audition who they thought would work and who, who was going to make the movie. So they essentially pitched Jim Carrey to her. So she went to meet Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey, who wanted to do this movie, was making Man in the Moon. So he was still Andy Kaufman. So. Basically, how it was explained in an interview with her was that she went to meet Andy Kaufman, who did an impersonation of Jim Carrey, who was in turn doing an impersonation of the Grinch. Oh, yeah. my God. So, like, basically, she went in and says, <laughs> uh, what did she say? That's how fucking annoying Jim Carrey was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, it said she was told in advance that she would not be able to talk to Jim. She would have to talk to Andy. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes with everything you say here. Cause it's, it's, it's called acting. Like, it, I, you know, being someone on set to do like deliver a, a performance, like a very dramatic performance that has a lot of weight to it, or you need to be in a certain mood and like that I can kind of get behind. Like you need to be in a certain headspace, but like Jim Carrey being Andy, Co- I don't know. Okay. Does but, it need that? I mean, maybe like, I mean, we, we've all sort of like, we've acted and we've sort of seen people act. But I mean, like Jim Carrey's given some really great performances. Maybe and, that is and in what Man it on takes. the Moon, he gave a great performance yeah. too. Yeah, there, there, there if was, that's what it takes, you know. 
If that's what it takes, do we have to put up with fucking Jared Leto doing it for <laughs> shitty Batman movies? There was that other story about, I don't know if you guys read this, while he's making Man on the Moon on the Universal lot, he hid in the psycho house and like jumped on the tram wielding an axe dressed like Mrs. Bates or something. <laughs> right, yeah. And he later said like, oh, you know, that was Andy Kaufman doing that yeah. kind of thing. But then when he was making The Grinch, because Whoville was built basically uh, right next to the Psycho House. So if you go on the Universal tour, you see it's – you can't, like, look at the Psycho House without seeing <laughs> Whoville next to it, unfortunately. But And which is scarier? I don't know. I Don't tempt me. <laughs> but so he was filming right next to it again, and he wanted to do it as The Grinch, but they wouldn't let him because they didn't want, like, people to see the makeup before the movie came out. Yeah. But – it also makes you think, like, okay, so it wasn't totally Andy Kaufman if, like, the Grinch also wants to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, he just, like, blames it on his alternate personas. It's the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. It's liar, liar. Don't blame me. So who stole our presents? No, that was Andy Kaufman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who fixed the cable? Well, that's... <laughs> Let me back up. <laughs> and remember, yeah. I can't tell you a lie. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's like a kid with, like, like not alternate personas, like, but, like, a... Uh, an imaginary friend it's like no they ate all the cake and he's like no they didn't you ate the cake it's like no but um, they did I don't know it's it's sad because you know like Jim Cleary has such a sad story like he's yeah. like a you know poor kid from our own province his family Toronto. was like dirt dirt poor he like lived in a car for part of his life and uh, you know he like put all of his like being into you know being an entertainer and he was really great at it for a while and then sometimes when he's not so great we like turn on him and then he went crazy <laughs> yeah i don't know whether we had something to do with it i don't know are you supposed to say go crazy oh yeah no probably not <laughs> yeah he's had some mental health problems recently has he it it uh, I mean there are a lot of it signs like and signals that he is going through something for right. sure, but it's also Jim Carrey who is like this crazy fuck who's like this like big star and personality. So I think sometimes that can be attributed to him being a comic and doing these things. Yeah. So it's he is the perfect person to have done Andy Kaufman because you don't know where the line is with him. Just but, like Andy Kaufman. Just like Andy Kaufman. And but is just he the perfect like the person Grinch. to have done the Grinch? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like love his performance, but I think it makes a lot more sense like context that you said like WC Fields. Yeah. I think it could have been fun in a different movie maybe. Yeah. Because I think there is something that's inherently watchable about Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. but I just think in this case it was in service of ruining a classic story. A couple of other bits of, of fun trivia before we wrap up. Tom Hanks dropped by the set. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he liked the look of Whoville so much, he ran home, grabbed his wife and kids, grabbed uh, Rita Wilson, mm-hmm. oh. and brought them back and took a photo for their Christmas card. Mm-hmm. And Colin and- Hanks? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not, because I think he was from a different marriage. Tom Hanks has been married twice? I think so. I am shocked. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I know he likes typewriters, but he was a good person. <laughs> and the moon. I think people can have marriages and still be good people. No, I know, but it's sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, we've ruined Christmas. No, you know, I'm sure like he did it like as a great guy and like it was, you know, he was upstanding. Yeah, yeah. Ah, shucks, this isn't working out. She's like, yeah, it isn't. Let's go dance on a giant piano. <laughs> <laughs> One last time. So he, as a thank you, uh, a couple of weeks later, an In-N-Out burger catering truck showed up at the set and gave the whole crew burgers. That's really nice. It was Tom, on Tom, Tom Hanks' dime. Yeah. And then he saw the movie and he was like, give me those burgers back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Also, when, you know, we like to talk about merchandise and stuff on the show. There was an awful lot of merchandise for a movie that's moral is ostensibly that you don't need a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Except this stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you want all of it. There Grinch was, dolls, kids. <laughs> there was a, a PlayStation game where you run around being the Grinch with like a jetpack or something. Uh, it did not look good. There Wait, were, are you supposed to beat the Grinch or be the Grinch? No, no, you're, you play okay, as the Grinch. There were action figures and like talking dolls. <laughs> Grinch rocket launcher action. <laughs> there was a soundtrack that they really marketed because you heard some great songs like at the sex party, Smash Mouth oh, was playing. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Smash, Smash Mouth, sex party, mouth baby. at the sex party. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But uh, oh, uh, Ben Folds, I think, had a song. Uh, but then my favorite was 
there was like a hip hop version of the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch no. song sung by Buster Rhymes featuring no. Jim Carrey. And I would love it if we could just play a, a quick clip no. of that. I think that's going to be a gift for everyone. Now let me tell you about Mr. Grinch. Every holiday season while we were young, growing up, everything be cool Mr. Grinch show up. Always plotting and scheming to ruin everybody. Holiday season and never had a justifiable reason. I am a mean one. They call me the Grinch. I tried to live with the evil, but it was really I sing happy kids with gifts. Merry Christmas, they shouted. I stole the gifts and there was nothing anyone could do about it. <laughs> So that's what Christmas is all about, really. Uh, I think that sums it up. It's not Christmas without Busta Rhymes. Oh, and they're also like <laughs> Wendy's Happy Meal toys. There was a bunch of crap for this movie. Yeah. Wow. You mean solid merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. And I hey, th- yeah, that's always like a thing. Like so many Christmas movies have like the, oh, it's not about the, you know, the merchandise and materialism of Christmas. That's all they are is advertisements. Yeah, well, they treat them kind of like advertisements for merchandise. No, for they're sure. advertisements. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It seems especially awful. And I think, I don't know if you guys read this, but <clears throat> they're making a new one? Yeah. Uh, what? Like an I didn't an, read that. A computer animated one. Of course. With, uh, Eggs Benedict Sherlock. Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. As uh, the Grinch? I think so. I mean, that's the title character. I don't know if they're going to do like a similar thing where he's like the narrator also. I don't know. But... I think the fact that they're remaking it already, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. It's kind of a testament to just how poorly regarded this movie is. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're just Spider-Man. You can't just keep on making them every year. <laughs> See another origin story. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Maybe they're doing it to retain the rights. I don't know. But yeah, we're getting another one of these things. We'll see how this one tries Great. to stretch it out to 90 minutes. If it also involves the Grinch, like having a love triangle. Yeah. I, I give up. I hope that there's less of like the who's being shitty to the Grinch and bullying him because it was kind of hard to take. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be the people in the story, the protagonists in the story that like love Christmas and are sharing the, the joy of Christmas and the Grinch doesn't get it. He's the one to con- it's weird. It's yeah. Weird what they did. For well, this I mean, it's like- kind of anarchy that no one gets Christmas except for, I guess for Cindy Lou. But even she's just a kid that is trying to figure everything out. So no one knows what's going on. Well, maybe, I guess it's more realistic to Yeah, maybe life. they're making points <laughs> about like our society. Yeah. The the it's crappy the crappy mayor is not unlike Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no. So <laughs> I think yeah, I think Donald Trump's worse than the mayor of, of Whoville. <laughs> I'm going to put that one out there right now. So, so it was, someone tweeted out that Donald Trump's been naughty all year, so he can get clean coal in his stocking. And I was like, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, uh, should we go yeah, around and decide if it was rewatchable? I mean, I have, yeah. I have a guess as to what people are going to say. Yeah. God, uh, I think it, it's not rewatchable at all. Jim Carrey really gives his all. And that's the thing about Jim Carrey is that he is never half-assing anything he does. And that's to be commended. Except life. Uh, what? No, he's full-assing Aww. life. I'm sorry. Um, but we've been I, mean to him. I know. Yeah, we've been really mean I to him. I just defended him like 10 minutes ago. I think if we'd watched like a movie we liked, we would be like, Jim Carrey's a comic genius. And, oh, yeah. And after watching this movie, I'm like, he should never work again. Yeah. Well, it's not his fault. I mean, he no, isn't like no. a f- whole lot of makeup. Anyway. Yeah, and Rick Baker did such a tremendous job on this movie, I oh, thought. Ooh, yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, there's like some behind-the-scenes footage where Rick Baker's talking about the early tests where they really tried to make it look like the Seuss drawings. Yeah. And he said they looked evil. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go look it up, we'll put it on our Facebook page, but you can see that they look like legitimate monsters. You will have nightmares. Yeah. And that the studio really tried to like get get it down to just painting Jim Carrey green because they just were like, we just want yeah. his face to be. So Rick Baker did a great job of, of getting Jim Carrey to be able to be as expressive as he could be, but also put a ton of makeup on him. I think yeah. this movie won an Oscar. For it makeup. did, yeah. yeah, which is insane because uh, yeah, this movie won an Oscar. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey, I think the makeup on him is really good, but the Who's, like we talked about, look like 
Yeah. They look weird. Yeah. Because, yeah, in that clip, Rick Baker's like, yeah, our early tests look more like Twilight Zone monsters. I'm like, well, it's not that far off with yeah. the movie. No, it looks like some horrible Sliders universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Jerry O'Connell just comes in yeah, yeah, at the like, end of the movie. I'm just going to sit this one out. I'm going to be by that tree for 24 hours. I'll <laughs> see you guys later. going to hang out with the Hoosteens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm glad there's some stuff like that taken out, but it just fails on so many levels and so disastrously on so many levels. And, I mean, maybe that's a good thing, too. Like, it really swung for the fences, and that's pretty cool, but it also just seems like they put actors into fast motion sometimes, and there's a lot of fart jokes, and you're like, oh, you think you know what kids like, and you're trying to, like, make a six-year-old laugh, but without... And it just it just kind of fell flat, everything in it. So I'm going to say not rewatchable, but uh, some commendable things within it. What about mm-hmm. you, Rob? Yeah, I did not enjoy this movie. Like, I love the original so much. And this, like, it's yeah. weird and, like, dark. And Jim Carrey's performance, like, I don't find it very funny. Like, no. I, it's, like, really, a lot of it's, like, really forced. And his, like, ablibs don't really fit. And, like, <laughs> Roger Ebert said that the movie looked really dank. And uh, Jim Carrey kind of looks like a dank old nug of weed. That's what he, <laughs> that's what he looks like in that Grinch costume. <laughs> I just want to grind him up and smoke him. <laughs> Wait, is that you or Roger Ebert talking? <laughs> this is me now. Oh, okay. No, this is Roger Ebert coming through me. <laughs> oh, you're Roger now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Andy Kaufmaning. Roger Ebert, like Jim Carrey did. Do you think Jim Carrey does that to like get out of traffic tickets now? He's like, I'm Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Clifton. <laughs> Tony Clifton. I hate that character so much. Put the ticket to Jim Carrey. I hate that guy. Yeah, so I didn't like this movie. It was very good. And it was so weird. Like, yeah, they spent so much time like trying to make the, the Grinch a sympathetic character by having the Who's be so shitty. And like... I guess, like, that's kind of, like, maybe that's an interesting story, but I don't want it as part of, like, this story. And you know what happens when you do that? You make the protagonist, the Who's, not likable. Well, I don't think that the Who's are supposed to be likable. I think Cindy Lou's only only one that we're supposed to really cheer for. And, like, maybe her, like, dad. The other Who's are, like, just assholes like the rest of us. Well, it's it's so funny when someone says, like... Or when someone tries to make a character sympathetic, they always do it by making someone else unsympathetic. Yeah, towards right. them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you're just passing the buck on that character. Yeah. It's like, like the final season of Breaking Bad where they're like, well, Walt's pretty unlikable, so we'll have to have him face off against literal Nazis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to have to put like the biggest swastika on this guy's neck to make yeah. audiences root for Walt. Well, I'm yeah, surprised exactly. they didn't put Nazis in this. <laughs> make the Grinch likable. Well, they didn't. Hey, at least I'm not these guys. <laughs> yeah, I stole Christmas, but come on. Yeah, as long as the New York Times wasn't covering it. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird and dark. I don't know yeah. why it has to be like so. Like, I would have even preferred it if they'd like just made like the Grinch like a, a villain with like like some henchmen or something like that. Because I don't know, it's just so much easier to like believe that than like this like pained sort of tortured existence that is Grinchdom. Yeah, you know, all they needed in the original was just to have him have a dog. Because he's like a bad guy, but you're like, oh, he looks after that dog. He's yeah. not all bad. Also, things backfire on him in the original. He's yeah. a cartoon character in which the things that he tries to do that are evil backfire on him, and you laugh because that's pathos. Well, things you backfire know? on him in this. You just don't laugh. You just don't laugh. There's anyway. there's nothing there. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's not rewatchable, Jim. I think this might be the worst Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> wow. I th- I would take any like Hallmark Santa movie Claus? with Candace Cameron. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe the Santa Claus movies. What about Jim Carrey's The Night Before Christmas? Oh, you mean The Christmas Carol? Whatever. <laughs> that <laughs> one's, yeah, that one's not great, but I, I would take that over this. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's not, that's another weird movie. Have you guys seen that? The Robert no. Zemeckis one? No. no. <sighs> I haven't seen any of those Zemeckis Motion, motion capture ones. They freak me out. Yeah, but I think this is worse. I think this is worse than like, you know, I'll take Roblo and Christmas shoes. I'll take Santa with muscles. I'll take any <laughs> oh, other piece Santa of with crap. muscles. <laughs> Santa Claus killed Gawker. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it really boils down to the fact that this movie is just such a fundamental mistranslation of Dr. Seuss as a whole. Like even it just doesn't get it. The visual yeah. style, which so many other movies adapted from his books have been like this candy colored 
almost neon assaultive aesthetic, which I don't think fits the books at all. And, and Ron Howard is doing all these canted angles and weird mm. camera moves. Yeah, and it's, it's, that you see in horror films. It's honestly yeah. nauseating. Yeah. Like it makes me feel sick to watch. I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> I, I, it makes me, it made me feel nauseous the first time. It made me feel nauseous now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have to go throw up now. You're getting really worked up. <laughs> We're getting a little bit scared. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Not rewatchable. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, Tim Burton was originally going to direct this? That would have been fucking way too much. <laughs> <laughs> and the last of the swear jar. <laughs> right. Or Johnny Depp, though, is the Grinch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least we yeah. know why everyone hates the Grinch. Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> as Cindy Lou Who. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's rewatchability for this week. We hope you'll join us next week. We will have another... Vaguely Christmas movie, I think. <laughs> it's it's a uh... oh yeah no, there's Christmas in it. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of Christmas. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors again. HelloFresh. Don't forget to go and get that fifty percent off your first box at HelloFresh.ca. And thanks to our Patreon donors. Merry Christmas to you guys. And also subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Rewatchability and also like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/Rewatchability. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.